Welcome back to Geneseo All Nighter. Don't sleep on the Geneseo Nights. We are recording from our home studios. Those are air quotes, if you couldn't tell. Uh, Brett Ford here with Tim Laduca. Tim, uh, we are obviously in quarantine, but that's not going to stop us from recording. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, I got my setup down here on the ping pong table. Dad's happy that it's finally getting put to good use. Uh, yeah, it's business as usual now. can't believe it's almost been a month. Since we yeah. uh, recorded and since we've been home. It's crazy. Uh, I've converted a storage closet into an office space and uh, it's working out okay. You know, uh, everything's going all right. So if you hear dogs barking or babies crying in the background, that's probably my fault. Um, but we'll get through this. Yeah, if it's, it can't be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I have neither of those. Well, let's jump back to it. Let's get into all-nighter. Uh, this week's episode is going to feature uh, an update on all things Geneseo Athletics since the quarantine began. A lot of winter postseason awards, uh, as well as some spring updates. We'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk to Geneseo women's tennis alumni Nina Lurie. Nina is going to be beginning as a nurse in New York City, battling COVID nineteen on the front lines. Uh, beginning next week. So um, she's going to join us to talk about kind of what she's doing, what it looks like in New York City right now, and and how she's preparing to, to join the fight. And then last, we'll circle back to um, some of our, our graduating hockey seniors and possibilities that they could continue their careers at the next level. Um, so we'll kind of give an update there and and hopefully have some news for you. Welcome to All Nighter, the Geneseo Athletics Podcast with your co-host, Tim LaDuca. Shot, that's deflected and buried by Romano, number two for 21. It's a four-nothing game now. Geneseo is just pouring it on. And Brett Ford. Just like that, Pankitis streaking towards goal with the turnover. She's got a shot. Puts it in on the far post. Jordan Pankaitis with the steal. Goes coast to coast. Puts it away. She puts Geneseo ahead 3-2. Don't sleep on Geneseo Athletics. Well, Tim, I've got my cup of coffee here. Let's jump into Geneseo updates um, since quarantine hit. Um, On Thursday, March 12th, that was our last athletic event. Men's lacrosse ended up beating Alfred that day. Uh, And then, of course, the news came down the next day that uh, all spring seasons would be canceled for uh, the upcoming spring to battle the the virus or battle the pandemic, the spread of the virus. Uh, Since then, track and field has garnered several awards. Uh, Emily LaVarnway was named the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association Atlantic Region Field Athlete of the year might be the longest title of any award <laughs> a Geneseo athlete will win this year. Um, the men's track and field team obviously won Suniacs. Uh, Matthew Sayre was named track athlete of the year after his performance at the Suniac championships, while Ezra Ruggles was named rookie of the year. Um, both of those distance guys uh, had outstanding performances at the championships and uh, both were qualified to run at NCAA championships. Uh, before they were suspended. On the women's side, uh, senior Jenny Corcoran was named Suniac Track Athlete of the Year. 
Emily LaVarnway, once again, field athlete of the year in the Suniac. And then first year, Rachel Hirschkind earned uh, rookie of the year for the conference. So really good showing from the ladies as well. Tim, you want to throw us over to hockey? A lot of postseason awards for the Ice Knights as well. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing with track and field. It seems like when we rattle all these off in succession, it kind of takes away from the value of each award. And you're like, oh, here's another award and another award and another award. But really, when you look at all these awards for the entire program and, and the athletic um, department as a whole, it's really impressive uh, what Geneseo Sports was able to accomplish. So looking at the Knights, of course, you have the captain in his fourth year, Colin Keenan. He finished with 22 goals, 28 assists. Quick math, that adds to 50 total points. And he received quite a bit of honors. We already mentioned the SUNYAC awards he received, like first team all-conference. But he also was awarded the SUNY Chancellor Award for Student Excellence, the uh, Rich Funky Junior College Athlete of the Year from the Radio Press, Radio Press Club in Rochester. Uh, he was a finalist for the Sid Watson Award, which his teammate uh, Devin McDonald won last year. And he was a All-American for the third straight year, second straight year on the first team. And his he was a, not a first team a few years ago, but uh, it's his third time on the All-American list. And his teammate, Andrew Romano, who had 14 goals, 42 assists, total of 56 points, also was on the first team for All-American. And it's pretty impressive to have two All-Americans on the team. Utica also had that honor as well. Uh, I think we already mentioned this, but the coaching staff was the SUNY coaching staff of the year. And Chris Schultz was a finalist for the Ed Jeremiah coach of the year in the country. Uh, so it's amazing to, if, even if you don't win that award, it's, it's very important to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, circling back, I think really the most important or most meritous award of that uh, is the SUNY Chancellor's Award for Student Excellence. I think that not only shows, you know, that, that Conlin is, is, you know, an All-American caliber hockey player, but he's also uh, an All-American caliber student and human being. Um, that, that award is, is only awarded to three students on all of SUNY Geneseo's campus, um, or a very limited amount. This year it was only given to three. Um, out of the 80 awards, that have been handed out over the past 20 years, 27 have gone to student athletes. So Tim, like you said, we, we talked about how, how many awards we've won and how, how great that makes the athletic department look across the board. Mm -hmm. um, but awards and honors like this show that, you know, Geneseo is not only about um, recruiting great athletes. It's also about recruiting and developing great individuals. And uh, I think Conlin is an excellent testament to that. Yeah, I mean, trying to make this list, it was kind of hard to navigate through our, our our website. You know, did I already mention this award? I mean, you think four awards, you must be done. But Keenan, he keeps piling them on, and it's awesome to see that from him. Uh, and I, I wish him the best in his future endeavors, which we'll get to in a moment. But also, I can't forget about the basketball team. The USA Basketball Writers Association handed out their Rochester area D2 and 3 awards. and on the first team for the women's side, there was Karen Montgomery and Lindsay Helpin, and honorable mention was Sarah Ciotti. And Michael Gannon from the men also was on the first team for that award, too. Yeah, and you look at the, those um, Rochester area 
uh, basketball writers association teams. And you look at the kind of talent that both men's and women's basketball have in this area. And, you know, those all-star teams, I'd stack those against pretty much any regional all-star team in the nation and feel pretty Mm -hmm. confident. Um, So it's a great testament to the area, uh, the recruiting in the area and the level of skill uh, for both basketball men's and women's uh, in the Rochester area. So kudos to those four student athletes and a great season for both teams making the playoffs and, and taking that run through the Suniac. Yeah. Real quick. My brothers and I have been messing around in the uh, front in the front yard, playing a lot of basketball. I've been messing around with that Michael Gannon high release shot. I think I'm starting to get a hang of it. My my brother's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, it's Michael Gannon shot. He knows what he's hey, doing." How many times have you been blocked though? Never, especially exactly. because they one's in eighth grade and he can't well, reach. Okay, fair enough. But, but yeah. seriously, in in two years of watching Gannon play, I think I've seen him blocked once. And it was from behind. Like, yeah. he, I don't think he's ever been blocked uh, with that high release from a defender in front of him. So he's, it's one of the most unique shots in NCAA Division III uh, and one of the most accurate. Yeah. Let's jump over to swimming and diving. Uh, a lot of good things from the Geneseo Blue Wave. Uh, on the men's side... Mitchell Phelps, a senior, was named co or Suniac Co Swimmer of the Year uh, after he placed first in six different events at the Suniac Championships. Um, sophomore Corey Worth was named Diver of the Year. He swept to the three meter and one meter board at Suniac Championships and qualified for NCAA Championships as well as a diver. And then first year Caleb Hodling won the 100 breaststroke, 200 breaststroke, and placed second in the 200 IM to earn men's Suniac Rookie of the Year. Uh, joining them on the first team, Jack Cimarelli, Will Eng, Sam Matthews, Harry Harkins, Kaz Sampson, and Scott Ward. Uh, 13 total Geneseo student-athletes recognized by the Suniac as all-conference. On the women's side, Deidre Osula repeated as Swimmer of the Year in the conference. Sam Reichman repeated as Diver of the Year. Uh, Osula also won six individual Suniac championships, or rather two individual and four relay uh, first place finishes at the Suniac championships. Reichman swept the one-meter and three-meter dives. Uh, joining them on the first team, or the Suniac first team, Lawrence Basili, Julia Caldwell, Kelly Lennon, Kimberly McDonald, Lauren Siegel, Noel Stasso, Maddie Knight, Paige Turcott, and Celeste Pace. Uh, 15 women's swimming and diving student athletes recognized as all Suniac uh, as I catch my breath from <laughs> reading through all of those. Um, Geneseo was scheduled to send a whole bunch of student athletes to um, NCAA championships. Four divers were headed to the NCAA championships, uh, as well as I think it was seven swimmers. Um, it was a ton. And it was just announced today, Tim, that everybody who was announced, uh, or who had qualified for NCAA championships will be recognized as all American this year. So a nice gesture by the CSCAA as that season was shortened. Um, and 
know, really good, great job by Coach Dodderwich and his staff. Um, they were named Sunyak Coaching Staff of the Year on both the men's and women's side. Sean Austin, the diving coach, uh, Sunyak Diving Coach of the Year, men's and women's. So a lot of great things, once again, from the uh, perennial powerhouse in the Sunyak Geneseo's swimming and diving teams. Yeah, I think what's kind of comforting to think about is last time we recorded, Brett, just about everything we said on that Wednesday episode was – null and void by Thursday when we posted it. You know, all that was taken away from due to coronavirus. And obviously this is all people's health is more important, but it's nice to know that you can't take these awards away. And by the time this posts on Thursday morning, uh, everything we said here will still be true. Geneseo recognized across the board in so many sports. It's great to see. And it's nice to know that uh, this is, this is going to stay. It's going to be in the history books, you know, all these awards for these players. Yeah, it's, as much as you, you hate to see um, any season shortened uh, due to things that are out of your control, uh, it's good to know that these student athletes will still be recognized for their accomplishments, like you said. Um, speaking of awards, Tim, the, the SUNYAC is still going to recognize its spring athletes, regardless of how many um, competitions they competed in this year. Obviously, seasons were shortened. Um, men's and women's track and field didn't have any outdoor competition. Um, however, the SUNYAC has decided in lieu of naming all conference teams, they will name all conference career teams, basing those off of career accomplishments uh, as opposed to this season so that they can still recognize those student athletes, still give them their due. Um, and also not completely, uh, or try to have some sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. So that will be coming out in the weeks to follow. Hopefully uh, by the end of April, we'll have those announcements. And uh, that'll include lacrosse players. And just for fun here, I don't know if this is kind of bittersweet, but I gave the, uh, the players kind of an on pace for what they were going to accomplish. And the numbers are pretty impressive. Uh, for the women's side, Mara Fiotti, Hannah Marifiotti was on pace for 61 goals if she played all 17 games. Nicole Vosi was on pace for 27 assists. And Tessa Duty was on pace for 40 goals. And uh, Tim Fallow, he was on pace for 54 assists. He was also the team's leading point scorer. And Cook had, was on pace for 44 goals. So in his sophomore season on attack, James Cook uh, already surpassed last year's total. He had 14 goals in, in the games played. And – he had 13 this season before. It was going to be a big year for Cook, so I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to accomplish next year. Yeah, the best part about every – well, I won't say the best part. The silver lining uh, regarding our spring athletes is that the, the NCAA is providing a blanket waiver for eligibility. So basically they're saying anybody who is a spring athlete, this situation isn't going to cost them a year of eligibility. So, you know, for our seniors – Spring athletes, seniors, I believe there's a waiver. You can file for an extra year of eligibility. So if you wanted to, you could come back and play for a fifth year. Um, same thing for, you know, sophomores, juniors. You know, these handful of games are still going to count towards your career stats, but you, you're also not getting costed uh, an entire year of eligibility. So hopefully uh, that will be able to benefit some of our student athletes. Uh, those that want to take advantage of that will be able to. Uh, I was talking to <laughs> – 
I was talking to the student manager of the Miami of Ohio baseball team for a different podcast, and I asked him how this affected his, how he saw it affect his team and the players. So this is kind of unique to his situation, but uh, the baseball players at Miami of Ohio usually aren't going to be going in the top couple rounds of the MLB draft. And he said it was pretty heartbreaking to see a lot of players on his team that probably were going to go, you know, around round 15, 10, even up in the higher rounds. They don't get that chance to be drafted and live out that dream to be drafted unless they stay another year. But he brought up a good point. A lot of these players don't have the ability or it's just not in their in their best interest to play another year of college sports, stay a fifth year. So we'll see how that plays out uh, here at Geneseo. You know, I'd love to see all those players back in Geneseo uniforms because this team uh, was obviously – both teams were in, in a good position heading into conference play beginning, what, this week? Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. You know, all you can do is sit and wait. Let's change gears a bit, Tim. We're going to talk about uh, current events a little bit with uh, Geneseo women's tennis alumni, Nina Lurie. She graduated last year, uh, jumped over to Columbia, and uh, fast-tracked her way into a nursing degree. She's going to start as a nurse uh, on the front lines in New York City battling uh, COVID-19 you know, next week. So uh, let's have Nina on. Let's see what she has to say about what's going on in New York City. And uh, – Talk to her a little bit about her Geneseo experience and how it's prepared her. All right. Uh, joining us on All Nighter, the Geneseo Athletics Podcast, is women's tennis alumni Nina Lurie. Nina, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're super excited to get to talk to you. You are actually our first alumni to join the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Honor. yeah big honor. <laughs> um, so, I, I, kind of a serious topic to talk about today. Um, you are, uh, you know, graduated last year, last spring. Um, you went to Columbia. And mm-hmm. you did a, was it a one-year kind of accelerated degree program? So, Columbia's program is a little different. I'm getting a master's in 15 months, and then I'm directly going through to their doctorate program. So it's like three years total. Okay. Um, but I guess I'm burying the lead a little bit. Next year, or next week, rather, or this week, um, you're jumping right into the front lines. Um, talk to us a little bit about what you're going to be doing, where you're going to be doing it, um, and how you've prepared for it over the last few months. Okay, yeah. So in the program, we've had, like, clinicals throughout it. You know, we've had for the past – um, 25 weeks, I guess. We've had like rotations that are each five weeks long within different specialties throughout all the NYP hospitals and some Mount Sinai hospitals. So towards the end of my last rotations when the COVID, you know, it started to hit and I was at NYP Cornell and we had a lot of patients that were like, are they COVID? Are they influenza? Like no one really knew. So that's when this whole like like everyone started using masks, like no one knew what to do. It was really like stressful. And then uh, it was just, a re- it was scary. Cause like no one knew what to do. No one knew how to like travel like throughout the city and like not bring it into the hospitals. Cause I, I was on a cancer floor especially. So all of them were immunocompromised. So it was really bad. And then like three weeks into the rotation, we stopped going, like classes went online. And then we were supposed to have this thing called integration which is supposed to start next week. 
which is basically you just work in the hospital, no more class, like it's solely like clinical experience. And it's like, you just follow around um, a registered nurse during all her shifts, everything, or his shifts. And so now that that's not going to happen, they've asked us to come work in the ICUs with the COVID patients because NYP is just like heavily like hit with COVID. So that's what people are doing. I know some people volunteered to go in early and like go help in the ICUs early and stuff. Um, I'm like waiting for my assignment. It's all really complicated. No one is really giving us any answers or set like set times to go in because it's just like so like need-based like whenever they need us they're just going to ask us to come work so i'm still waiting for my assignment but as far as i know it's like an icu nurse tech position um they were thinking about giving us our degrees early so we could go help as registered nurses early but i don't think we're doing that anymore and then i know that there's also an option if you don't feel safe anymore to just do screening in the fronts of the hospitals of nyp so i think that's where i'm going to start and see like how it progresses. Cause I know this is supposed to be the worst week of it all in New York City. So I don't really know if I want to go into the ICUs yet. I'm kind of scared, but we will see. So you, you walked us through the, the bigger timeline, but how long ago exactly did you find out that this isn't going to be a learning experience anymore? You're going into work now. So um, I think they gave us this option like three weeks ago maybe okay because like i remember when we were in our like last rotation like when i was at cornell they were like okay now nyp is not gonna let students have their integration in emergency rooms anymore you're not allowed to go in the er like the or or anything which was annoying for me because i put like or and er and icu as my top three choices for that so I was like, oh, no, like, it's not going to happen. And then slowly it just started, like, everything was just, like, you can't even go into the hospitals anymore. And then they gave us this option, like, three weeks ago, I think. Um, and it's voluntary. I know most people decided to do it. Everyone that lives in New York City decided to do it, I think. It's, it's wild to me to see... I don't want to call it the amount of good, but there's, there is really so much... Uh, good coming out of this like just human empathy and and just courage especially the medical field like this is such an unprecedented event and to see you know people volunteer to go in and, and put their lives on the line essentially to to battle this pandemic is is wild and uh it's you know gives a little bit of faith in humanity you know what i mean yeah yeah, you know, they say that the medical profession, everyone just, like, they work hard, but, like, they ultimately, like, they want to save lives, so people actually do want to help. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's special. Um, talk to me about how your Geneseo experience, uh, both as a student and as a student athlete, have kind of prepared you for this moment to, to jump into the front lines? Well, you know, like playing tennis at Geneseo was always difficult, you know, with the time management, being stressed out. And I was like a STEM major, I guess. So it was, it was a lot to deal with. But I think that that stress load and like having all those things that like going on at once, like definitely prepared me for this role you know like I think 
even though I didn't seem like it, like I was able to stay calm most of the time, like during matches <laughs> and stressful situations, you know, like I tried my best and I think that it definitely is going to help in this situation. Like I, I, in the hospitals, like, you know, we've had like patients coding or like emergency situations. And like, I genuinely have been able to like stay calm and help out during them where I've seen like my peers just like back off and like cry. So I definitely think it's helped me. Um, and people are like my preceptor is always telling me I'm really good in stressful situations. Like I've got a lot of good feedback on that as well. Um, and I definitely think it has to do with playing tennis and being a student athlete at Geneseo, you know, like I also wrote like the majority of my like essays to get into this program was like about like how playing tennis has helped me like assume this position. I think it's just, it definitely like made me more able to take this role. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. I know you're still active playing. We saw your Instagram story the other day with you playing against, you know, the wall. Yeah. But, uh, it was, Tim, it was funny. Nina was, <laughs> Nina was playing against uh, somebody basically playing wall tennis and uh, whoever she was playing against called her shot out. She's like, no, no, that wasn't. <laughs> it was literally the most calm response I've ever seen to Nina getting chintzed on lines in tennis in my entire life. Um, yeah. so it definitely matured and, and, and the stress level. I think she understands now that, that there, are real, there are real world stresses that, that line calls in tennis aren't, aren't that stressful. So her response oh, yeah. to that showed me her <laughs> Uh, on, on another level. Very true. And um, that was also my dad, so I was trying to be respectful. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That makes more sense now. But, I mean, no, you're right. Like, I always say, like, I thought Genesee was a lot more stressful and difficult than what I'm doing now somehow. I don't know why, but I feel like it was a lot harder. So I think now I'm a lot more calm. Now <laughs> we saw it in your Instagram story for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, no. What is it, what is it like, are you, you're also living in New York City, I'm assuming? Yeah, so I, I live up in Washington Heights, because that's where the Columbia's medical campus is. Right now I'm home in Scarsdale, because they sent us all home. And you know, it was actually hit here the hardest, like New Rochelle, Scarsdale at first. So I just wanted to come home, because I didn't want to be in the city, but now it's bad in the city, so it's better here, so that's good. Yeah, how are you? Uh, how are you adjusting to, uh, for lack of a better word, quarantine life? Well, I mean, honestly, since I started this program, I really haven't been able to get out much. All I do is like study, go to the gym, like go to class. Like that's it. So it really hasn't been that much different. Um, the past three days, now that my finals are over, it's definitely like boring, and I don't know what to do with myself. So that kind of sucks. This is nice, though, talking to people. Yeah, people, yeah. <laughs> this is, honestly, this is one of my first social interactions that hasn't been with my wife, so uh, this is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but it hasn't really been that big of a change for me since I just honestly, like, all I do is study. kind of sucks, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what else? Tim, is there anything else that you have as far as questions? Well, I mean... It's not necessarily related to the future, but what is the, some of your favorite memories that you, you kind of carry with you from your time at Geneseo and playing tennis? Oh, my God. Um, well, you know, it was just my birthday. Every year on my birthday, we had a match, like, at NYU, like, in the city. 
-hmm. so you know like traveling down there and like getting to go home and like see my family because like we're like from the area like it's like funny how like we always used to go to New York City on my birthday and then now I'm here and it's like this is all going on so that's crazy um you know I just I definitely miss traveling with them I miss going on the spring break trip I miss being on the bus with them and going in like the hotel rooms and going to matches like that whole atmosphere is just great and I miss it but you know life goes on but yeah I definitely miss it a lot think about it a lot it sounds like it sounds like you know rather than missing actually playing the tennis because tennis is a life sport you can play tennis whenever you want you can go out and find a wall against it but it sounds like you really miss you know the people the relationships and I think that's a recurring theme with you know athletes alumni just people who've been on campus oh for sure like yeah like you said I can play tennis whenever but I definitely miss the community you know like the trainers it was Jeremy and Angelo um obviously miss you too Brett oh thanks yeah (laughs) definitely miss the community it really made it that more special yeah oh actually FaceTimes like Lauren and Nico Rachel Vanessa like I face we FaceTimed the other day too which was nice we all talked about you guys and how much we (laughs) missed it oh well hey (laughs) listen next time you FaceTime with you know Lauren Lauren Salzano and Nico Pornpataxic Rachel Alice I'll name drop for you um (laughs) you um you FaceTime with any of them tell them I said hello and that I hope they're doing well and uh that I'm checking in on them, all right? I will. I'll, de- I'll text them after this, let them know. <laughs> all right, great. Well, hopefully uh, we'll have this published and up on the website um, sooner than later by the end of the week, and you'll be able to share that with them as well. Um, Nina, thank you so much for coming on with us. We appreciate it. Good luck um, as you start your journey. Stay healthy. Uh, keep your family healthy. Stay safe. All that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you too. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nina. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. All right. One more quick left turn, Tim. We're going to change gears one more time. Uh, Let's talk about our Geneseo hockey uh, seniors. You a really decorated senior class and uh, a lot of potential for them to go on to the next level and continue their hockey careers. Um, Give us a little insight on what you think uh, the possibilities are uh, for some of our graduating seniors. So, I mean, this was always something to think about, but what got me thinking, you know, more recently about this is Tom Auburn, who won the Sid Watson player of the year in division three he actually signed a two-year deal. So this is, this is legit with the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. So that is one step below the NHL. They are the farm system the Ice Hogs are for the Chicago Blackhawks. So Tom Auburn, who is from France, he played in, in Division Three, played against the Knights last year in the semifinals of the Frozen Four. And he also played for the Rochester Junior Amherst for his junior experience before college. He's going to be knocking on the door of the NHL, which is very exciting. Um, and with you know, with goalies, you know, there's totally a possibility he slips in and either he earns his position or he, or he gets a cup of coffee in the NHL. So, just want to wish him uh, a congratulations for that. It's always cool to see Division Three at that level. Um, but other 
opportunities for our players, which is which is all great opportunities. Uh, you can look at where what half of our graduating class last year is right now in France. Mudon Comets is where Devin McDonald is. Uh, Mara, who else Arthur, is there? Artie Gordon. Gordon, Arthur Gordon. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys there. So yeah, maybe we're they can call them uh, like Geneseo East or something. Like, yeah, you know, Geneseo France. Uh, and then also, there's a lot of players there in France, but also one we forgot to mention when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Brett, Doogie Legrone, who did have a couple tryouts and a couple games in the ECHL, which is a step below the AHL. He was in, I think, the Minnesota Wilds farm system. He ended up playing in the same division in France, the top division, as Ferguson is, and he actually ended up placing second for Defender of the Year. So he's the runner-up for the Defender of the Year for the Chambry Elephants in the top league in France. So all these are amazing opportunities. There's also a lot of leagues around the world that, you know, they get they get put into the NHL 20 on the PS4. So you might be able to play with a couple of Genesee Knights if they make it to those leagues. Um, Conlon Keenan, obviously, with all the awards he's gotten the past three years, four years of his career, Romano leading the nation in points. Empey, he's a big body and he's a, he's a scorer. And, you know, he just kind of looks – he fits the part. So, And there's also a lot of names that you might not even expect. You know, I would, I would want to put all these players on professional teams. So it's exciting to think about what the future can hold for the Genesee Knights that we've, we've watched the last couple of years. Yeah, it's it, – hockey – at least at the college level, is unlike any other sport in that there are so many professional opportunities um, beyond college. Uh, you look at, you know, Pat Condon, graduated a few years ago. He's playing with the Huntsville Havoc in Alabama. Um, had great success down there. Um, Brad Hawaiik, former goalie, um, you know, played very limited minutes. He was behind Devin McDonald for, for almost his whole career but he's the emergency goalie for the Buffalo Sabres. Like mm-hmm. if, if what happened in Toronto happened in Buffalo, it would be Brad Hawaii going in instead of the Zamboni driver from the, the main. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and, and he's suited up at practices like skate arounds for the Vancouver Canucks a couple years ago. Um, I believe for the Sabres earlier this year. So he's had some on ice experience with NHL teams. Uh, hasn't gotten in a game yet, but, he could. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I think with the level of success that this entire senior class had, I would be um, very not surprised to see six or seven, you know, all seven sign yeah. some sort of professional contract and continue their playing careers because all seven were absolutely outstanding um, in the blue and white. And even when they do go overseas, it doesn't mean they uh, forget about Geneseo entirely. I remember at the Suniac final game, Devin McDonald came and talked to us up in the box, and Doogie Legron was also hanging out there too. So obviously Geneseo is a big part of these guys' uh, past and their, and their, their, even their current uh, careers in hockey. Yeah, all we need for them is uh, one of them to sign a multi-million dollar NHL contract and then build yeah. us a bank and we'll be all set. For sure. <laughs> I would wear that. If, I, if one of them signs an NHL deal, I'm wearing that jersey every day. Yeah, even awesome. if it's like, even if it's one of those terrible, terrible, like, uh, gosh, I can't think of. There's a couple of AHL logos that are just out there, man. Like the Syracuse Crunch. 
you know. Man, if, someone, if one of them signs with Rochester, wow, that would be a dream come Having a having a local uh, local college product with the Amerx, that'd be I'd, that'd be great. I'd get season tickets for sure. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to mention one of the um, recent graduates who had a, you know a cup of coffee the, in the um, ECHL. Do you remember Stephen Collins? He was uh, graduated a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, Suniac, um, Herb Hammond, Player of the Year, um, was a senior when Keenan was a freshman. So he would have graduated what four, three years ago now. Um, he actually was invited to the Washington Capitals preseason camp. Uh-huh. Had a cup of coffee with the Capitals. Um, you know their AHL team, the Hershey Bears. Their ECHL team, the can't come up with it right now. Carolina, somewhere in Carolina, and the Polar Bear is the mascot, and I can't remember that. Not important. <laughs> Stephen Collins, cup of coffee with the Washington Capitals. So there, there is precedent for Geneseo student-athletes going on to that elite next level, uh, and hopefully our guys can do that. For sure. Well, Tim, that about wraps it up for us here on All Nighter, um, at least for today's episode. Uh, let's talk about maybe what you could be hearing from us um, in the coming weeks, because obviously there was an adjustment period, a transition period between kind of recording in the office, being in the office every day, coming home, getting set up, uh, getting adjusted to, I don't know what else to call it other than distance learning uh, and yeah. working. Um, and now hopefully we can do this on more of a regular basis. Yeah, well, we, uh, we can obviously maybe in the future get ready to start previewing the fall sports, hopefully. Uh, we also will sit down with some other alumni, see what they're up to. We have a lot of notable alumni out there who play Geneseo Athletics. Um, we will do a little some history lessons, you know, looking back at Geneseo history, some of the notable teams, notable players. Uh, you know, because Stephen Collins should be someone that all Geneseo Athletics fans know about. And, I mean, I know about him because he's the only guy who stood in front of Keenan Romano and I think Mara, they were the top four scorers there in those three players first year. And then there was the senior Collins. Um, what else are we going to, we can do some, some fantasy drafts of Geneseo current players, talk with some players that are currently in Geneseo uniforms, see how their summer's going. There's their transition to this is going. There's even though there's no sports, Brad, I think we're going to be, we're going to be just fine for the time being. Yeah, just because uh, athletic competition has stopped doesn't mean that, that sports have gone away entirely. And uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, that, that a lot changes. Obviously, you know, we're, we're going to have to adjust. There's going to be a transition period. But hopefully now we can hit the, hit the ground running and uh, check in with some of our student athletes and make sure that uh, they keep everybody updated. So. And I'll keep everyone updated on my on my shot, my basketball, my basketball shooting <laughs> abilities. Yeah, please do, please do. All right, Tim, it's been great. I'm glad that we got to record, um, and I'm glad that uh, we're we're able to do what we do and, and continue to talk about the things that we love. Uh, that is all things Geneseo athletics, and uh, I wish you and your family uh, a happy and healthy uh, quarantine the rest of the way. <laughs> It's only another couple of weeks, and then we Hopefully. can get outside and, 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 you know, get back in the Geneseo area. But for all those that are listening from a distance, we also wish you, um, you know, continued health and uh, enjoy the rest of your, the rest of your week.